0: What's up, Mr. Almeida? Nux? No, no Nux? All right. Did you just fly in from San Jose? Oh, that's awesome, man. Thanks for joining us here in the MLS writer's room. No need to be concerned at all, but we're we're not writing off the show, so don't worry about that. But we did want to make some suggestions, my dude. S-
1: suggestions? You are writing me off the show? Who who the hell are you guys? Oh,
0: <laughs> My bad, my, my man. I forgot. This is your first time here? I'm Andrew Wiebe, and I'm the script supervisor for Major League Soccer. Run a writer's room with correspondents from all over U.S. Soccer Twitter, uh, contributing story arts for the season. You know, Nipun Chopra, Jeff Reuter, Jason Davis, you know, usual suspects. They, they are all paid by the league. <laughs> yeah, man, everyone's paid by the league. Thought you would have known that. Haven't you read anything on MLS social media? Actually, you you probably shouldn't. Wow, this this level of corruption is impressive, even greater than Liga MX. <laughs> yeah, I know, ironic, isn't it? Uh, you know, given the CCL results. Anyway, we gotta keep the team budgets low to pay for this kind of shit. Th- does it work? Uh, mostly. There was that one year we wrote a heroic arc for Liverpool legend Steven Gerrard, but uh, we slipped on the execution and uh, it didn't go too well. Anyway, Ed, we're trying out some Hollywood writers. Uh, Aaron Sorkin is actually here right now this year, and it's not working out really. Hey, Aaron, there are no walk and talks in soccer, okay? Th-
1: this is a- okay. This is a problem.
0: Yeah. Uh, also, nobody in New England talking con- co- constitutional questions with Brad Friedel. Hey, Tarantino, qu- quit it with Nazi shit in New York. It's too controversial. All right. What? Uh, okay, uh, I guess. Now, Matias, we want to talk to you about the script we have for San Jose. We scripted San Jose for an epic redemption arc, my man. And a good redemption story. It's going to be lit. Anyway, needs the possibility for a redemption. Uh, you know.
1: Well, that's going to be tough. With everything I know about San Jose, it's going to take an act of God to redeem this team.
0: Okay, how about forego win. Against last year's MLS Cup runners up. Wait, 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 wait. wait. That would stretch fragility. Let's hit three. One allowed on a teeny tiny offside goal. Cool. Cool. V- cool. V- three, nuts? Wow. Can we do nuts now? No? Okay, fine. Uh, did th- did three goals. A
1: victory at home. This is incredible. Andrew, you, you can do this? That's
0: that so... Inc- I can't believe it. <laughs> well, of course. We can do whatever we want. You think a dollar store Penenka from Vancouver just happens? Nobody is that much of a moron. It's
1: true. And I guess this—it it is odd that Minnesota has two stadium openers with
0: blizzards forecast. Yeah, that was important for the brand. But thankfully, MLS is full of Scientologists, so we got an inside line to Zinu's weather guy. Oh yeah. Hail Zinu! <laughs> Welcome to We Talk Soccer, a podcast by two United fans. I'm Caleb. I'm Colin. And I'm
1: Notch. This week, the Red Bulls give Minnesota wings, Bayern give Dortmund a Borussia, and Everton unleash their guns on Arsenal. Last week, guys, tragic news. The AAF, the Alternative Football League, (laughs) went kaput after eight games. It was the American
0: Alliance Football League, I will have you know. (laughs) And I could name one player from that league. Manziel? No, David Cobb, former Gopher.
1: See, I I knew Johnny Manziel was in there. I don't know why everyone's talking about him, but I know the name. So anyway, I wanted to ask you guys this week, what is your favorite discontinued thing? And, you know... You tr you, I'll give you extra points for if it's a little bit more obscure and not like the North Stars, you know. Well, that was mine. Yeah, is <laughs> it um, like a, a chain of restaurants or
2: another league that you were watching? Or, um, man, I mean, I was gonna say the NASL just because, like, <laughs> too easy. Too <laughs> it was easy. weird, but man. That This is another good stumper. Why don't, why don't I go first, huh? Go yeah, for it. Go for it.
1: Okay. The Wing Commander video game series, which I think had its last yeah. installment in the mid-2000s. Yeah. Fantastic space flight simulators. Descent Free Space was kind of like it, and they're still modding that game like 20 years later. But like, there was nothing like the original Wing Commander, which, by the way, the enemies in Wing Commanders were anthropomorphic tigers. <laughs> Call the kilrathi so like in all the cutscenes, you had like literally tigers talking to you uh but yeah so, so that would be my like discontinued thing that i miss very much
0: okay um oh this is hard i mean it's back now but for a while it was discontinued does vanilla coat.
1: you Can really us- like vanilla coat? it's
0: my favorite it's so good
1: Okay, Colin, I'm going to um, assign you finding a replacement for him on the podcast. Yeah, so. I mean... <laughs> hey, more
0: for me, man. Yeah. More for me. <laughs> yeah,
2: although kind of along that same line, I was going to say Surge.
0: Oh, Because, like, surge. surge is
2: back in cans and gas stations But, but you guys weren't, great. like, watching
1: Major League High Lie or, like, that one lacrosse team that was in
2: Minnesota for a little while? The or, Swarm. Yeah, the Swarm. That Or, like... That, that was weird. Um, you know, Major League curling... Actually, though, no, that's probably
1: quite famous on its own, you know, especially now in mini Canada like here. So,
2: yeah, um, I mean, it's, it, it's little think, Canada. Oh, okay. and that's, yeah. 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 And by the way, um, the, the actual rinks are in like St. Paul and Chaska. But I, I, yeah, I have friends who are big into curling. I shouldn't have said that. Yeah. We just lost you, listeners. You should be ashamed of yourself. I um, am every day, every I, day. More do, and more. I do actually more miss and the Minnesota Moose. It was in that interim between the North Stars and the Wild, where it was like an AHL team, and they were actually very entertaining to go see. Even though the games were terrible, it was still fun when I was like seven years old.
0: I will miss uh Surly Cynic when they discontinue it. Are Which, they going to? That's what yeah. I'm
2: yeah.
1: Which one's the Cynic? Is that the Saison? Yeah. Saison. Yeah. yeah. Surly's delicious i just have a big fan of surly beers recently
0: that was my favorite from there and yeah that's
1: i think the lot the stuff that they've come up with in the last couple of years has not been up to the standard that they set for themselves in previous years but we'll see maybe they'll maybe they will exceed our expectations um, with
0: whatever replaces cynic <gasps> this episode is sponsored by surly brewing company yeah no going down for hey, a surly that- beer that has hopped the fuck up they could give us <laughs> money, and then
1: I would be praising them and talking about how I love IPAs. But they didn't. Uh, not that we asked, but still, they didn't. So <laughs> We should ask for a beer sponsor at some point. Probably should. I mean, you guys drink enough of it. God damn. I, you need I some drink help.
2: enough of it. I and probably do need morning. help.
1: Let's move into a segment that we call Don't Look Back in Anger. In this segment, we discuss Minnesota United FC and we look back in happiness because they managed to beat the Red Bulls 2-1 in New Jersey. That was weird. No, Darwin. No, Miguel. Unexpected. No problem? Yeah, that, that there was a pause needed to think
2: about that because that was... I mean... Odd. Yeah, the... It it was kind of a smash-and-grab game, if we're going to be totally honest. One of the things smashed was Alex Mule's knee. Assuming that that ends up being a season-ending knee injury, which it totally could be, you should feel like almost bad about that joke. I, I, almost. I, I already did that
1: with Milton Valenzuela several episodes ago so yes indeed acl
2: <laughs> dare jokes are like my thing this is far so,
0: for the course at this yeah, point
2: you've got acls i've got northern ireland caleb has
0: i'm a jack of all trades master of none coming kind of over here <laughs> with jokes
2: so so okay all right um we open the scoring um how what because a bujan and was like seven yards open at the top of the box Michael Mario had a terrible game in this game.
1: Also, he, he corrected his error from earlier in the game, done a lot he did, and managed. He had a similar opportunity earlier in the game, tried some fancy footwork, didn't work so well. This time he was like, nope, hit, smash against the goal. Boom,
2: yeah. Um, Angelo Rodriguez actually was good at the thing he was supposed to be good at this game. Like, his hold-up play was solid. He was making those lateral passes to... Other forwards that know how to shoot.
1: Yeah, there was there was I think about twenty five minutes of this game that we were like ah here's the same old Minnesota United midfield lesson. Yeah. Nope, and then they just figured it out and it was good. One so that's when the goal came. The other thing that happened was that Dalati then subbed off at halftime
2: mysteriously. Um, I think it was Alex Schieferdecker that said something to the effect of every single time that play stopped, he was stretching. Which is never a good sign he was just, for somebody like a boot and lottie. He was he was just working out for
1: his new workout DVD, you know, demonstrating stretches. Like, what what do you call his workout DVD? Get down with like, that Who needs Uh
0: uh-uh.
1: no, no, no,
0: um, you can't spring two questions on us. Yeah, at the beginning of the podcast. <laughs> All right. So Dalati, off. Romario comes in for him. Not a bad
1: sub because he ends up scoring right away. Yeah.
2: Um, ends up uh, getting on the end of a uh, blocked shot from Rodriguez. Um, Calvo's cross for what could have been an assist was fantastic. It might have been Calvo's only good thing he did in the game, but. shut missing after Romario's goal saying,
1: it's an absolute disaster for New York. And someone
0: should tell Shat Messing that, first off, Angelo Rodriguez's 112 push was legal. Also, that his mic works. You need to stream into it. You, I, you, I have someone to go, hey, I'm announcing over here. And that's uh, <laughs> like, like,
2: like, you're you're fine, buddy. The absolute disaster related to <laughs> Shep Messing was back in the 70s when he posed for Playgirl. Because Ooh, I, like, I
1: know some people who would not call that a disaster at um, all. If you've watched once in a lifetime, hmm, 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 I mean, it's, I'm just saying it, it did not catch his good side. I mean, it did look really bad for US soccer in the cosmos at the time. So, hey. Um, so, there was chaos in front of the box for a parried set piece that got <laughs> the Red Bulls their goal.
0: It ended up with the ball and Calvo in the net, which you don't want your defender on the post in the net. No. Yeah, the, can't block any shots that come yeah. see,
1: see towards what, him. I want Calville now to be in the net and that DC United announcer going, it's in the net! It's in the net! He's in the net! He's in the net! He's in the net! And then maybe maybe that can be how we keep him out of the net, is that when Calvil's in the net, he gets a little, like, speaker in his head that goes, you're in the net! You're in the net!
0: Are you suggesting, you're like, net. a kind of like a shock collar yeah, for like, our left back Yeah, so like, <laughs> to his own net?
2: No. I, this is actually a very good idea to make sure that he stays in, like, remotely defensive positions like just put the <laughs> invisible fence on him oh, and everything will be fine
1: so Red Bulls Cacera's getting his first MLS goal Loon's always happy to provide uh, <laughs> such things um, also happy to provide a one Vito Manone as our goalkeeper this
2: week yeah that he was did. an impressive Vito performance
0: uh, pairing everything crosses low crosses aerial crosses punching them driving them good Good job by Vito. I think it's something that he brings to the game that we don't necessarily get with Bobby.
1: And Manone turns out has a veto over goal scoring in this league. So,
0: oh, interesting. Did he veto the two goals he led in last week against New England?
2: Or the, the for that. What about the Low three blow. that he let in against Low the Galaxy? Low
1: blow. Low blow. <laughs> I'm, Low just, blow. I'm just hey, seeing uh, how speaking of how this
0: veto power works, I want to know like, what he can do just with his veto. Pandering to yeah. him. What the uh,
2: hell, man? Hey, speaking of low things, um, it, it was impressive to see Minnesota... We already, we already
0: g- talked about Shep Messing. <laughs> no, he was younger
2: then. It wasn't quite that far, you know? Yeah, like, right. <laughs> it, it was more of the left. Anyway, uh, it, Minnesota's low block in this game, where they were basically just... Get your mind out of the gutter, Notch. <laughs> We're not talking about Shep Messing's penis anymore. We're talking about the his defensive balls. shape.
0: <laughs> the shape of his balls.
1: I bet that's some sort of indie movie with like some guy like a scene of the beach and some guy's no. face like looking at the poster.
0: No, it's a it's a like a foreign knockoff poster of the shape of water, the shape
2: of his balls. <laughs> Minnesota had 13 (laughs) defensive actions in the attacking half and not counting any of Minoni's touches 176 behind the halfway line like that is them sitting back like no other and it worked it actually worked
1: nine points in five games you know I'll take it on the road especially because that's what three times the amount of away wins we had last year if I'm not mistaken yes it is Uh uh-huh so, good. Um, good job counting, by the way. Yeah. Let's now move into a segment we call The Championship. But The Championship is a game. Is it a game? Is it a league? No, it's the segment where we discuss America's top leagues, the NWSL and MLS. Hey, by the way, if you want to know where that segment cue is from, you should go back and listen to our back episodes. I think it was somewhere in episode 80-something. It's... it's uh, 180-something. No. No. Yeah. 170 180-something. Yeah. And, and this I know the episode is called What's in a Name? And you should listen to it, because it's freaking
2: brilliant. Anyway. um, Not understood at its time. NWSL starts this weekend. Yes, it does. Um, Do we want to do a full-out preview for NWSL, aside from the fact that the Courage are bound to be the best team again? Uh,
1: I, I always like to wait after the first week of most leagues. I used to do this for the NASL as well, because I just feel like... There's just so many unknowns in most US soccer leagues because of just how much turnover there is and how many changes happen in the offseason that I'm I'm just not sure we can make reasonable predictions until we see what form the
2: groups are in. That's exactly why the courage are going to be the best team because the <laughs> turnover that they had yeah. <laughs> was added a, or was adding Stephanie LeBay from the Canadian national team to be their starting goalkeeper.
1: Man, she was like two letters away from being, like, the most on-brand player in Canada. Like, Labatt, you know? I know. <laughs> well, how can you watch the NWSL? It is going to be on Yahoo Sports. And Yahoo.
0: Ooh, I love that drink. <laughs> I that... made
1: that joke a few episodes ago. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> um, yeah, let's... Uh, Sign up for it. Let's watch it because it's free. You can watch. I mean, why not? do?
2: Yeah. Like, seriously, watch free to watch soccer. Yeah, exactly.
1: OK, let's move on now to talking about MLS, where Vancouver
2: hosted LA Galaxy, who traveled with everybody's favorite uh, Zlatan, Mr. Ibrahimovic, who, by the way, went on Twitter about four hours ago and said, you're welcome, Vancouver. And it was a picture of him on the field. Yeah,
1: so remember that whole um, Zlatan is bigger than MLS thing. Turns out maybe it's true in certain places because apparently Vancouver Stadium going crazy for Mr. Zlatan, cheering his every move. Uh, my favorite moment was when he scored one of his goals, and uh, on screen were flashed two guys. One of them holding a, one of them wearing a Barcelona jersey. Second guy holding up an Ibrahimovic uh, Manchester United jersey. And that dude was actually wearing a Vancouver Whitecaps jersey and still celebrating
2: LA's goal. You would think that people would be upset about that in a place that had a toxic, nobody respects us locker room last year. And if you were Felipe Martins, you would be right. I don't blame the guy because he went in his interview later
1: to basically say, we hope people are showing up to cheer us at home and not the other team. And I don't think there's a solution here necessarily, other than hey, be better. But yeah, I just I mean, feel bad, man, for everybody there that actually cared about the white caps.
2: If I cared about the white caps, though, I would stop caring after about, about the, the second minute of this game.
1: <laughs> so, in the second minute of this game, the galaxy concede a penalty. Up steps Ali Adnan, he of formerly Udinese Atlanta. Cereal. <laughs> 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 Wrong at night. Wait, he,
0: he, he got out and playing soccer in Italy? Awesome. Good for him.
1: Okay. Um, <laughs> moving on. Uh, just, so, this guy, you know, he comes up. He's like, hmm, what have I seen other famous players in MLS do in the past few weeks? Oh, I know. I'll try a Panenka. And I have not seen a player. Mess up a Panenka. And, and admittedly, the Panenka is very easy to mess up. But I have not seen a Panenka messed up
0: that bad. I mean, usually when you mess it up, it sails over the crossbar. This didn't make it to the touchline. <laughs> no. <laughs> it was it so slow. It bounced into David Bingham's hands. He dove, dove the wrong way and had time to crawl back and just grab it. <laughs> like, David Bingham. David I, Bingham saved that Panenka. Yeah. He's terrible.
2: Like This was like Alejandro Pizuelo's Panenka level of slow, except for even <laughs> shorter. It's like it's like the Pozuelo
1: Panenka uh, in in like intensity, except in the opposite direction
2: of good. It's like the guy that gave the first pitch that he spent like $10,000 at a charity auction and gave it to his elderly grandmother who just could not get it over the plate. So,
1: at this point, the referee looking at the white caps and saying, after that, you're two goals down. Game ended that way. So, that's, I think that was it, right? No, wait, Zlatan yeah. scored. That's yeah. right. Zlatan scored. Also, I had an assist. He um had a pitch invader run at him. And uh, that was a thing that happened. Again, embarrassing. And though, Zlatan makes the best of it by signing the pitch invader's jersey before security catches up to him. Yeah, about that whole Zlatan is bigger than MLS thing. Might be true, y'all. New York City FC played Montreal to a nil-nil draw on a field that should not have hosted
2: a soccer game. I mean, I I was surprised that this game was happening at Yankee Stadium because it seemed like I knew that pitch was down at MCU Park, like, across in Coney Island.
1: See, that's what we need one of those crime podcasts about next is what happened to Ryo Casey's turf that... like, has been traveling around the country, apparently. You Maybe you could have, like, a, you know, one of those movies, like, Sisterhood of the Traveling
2: or IOKC Turf, you know?
0: The the, yeah, t- the title's a little wordy, but we'll work on yeah. it, yeah. Also,
2: yeah. uh Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, wasn't that, like, kind of a heartwarming story? I think it was actually might have been a tragedy. Oh. I don't oh. remember I so I didn't read it or watch it. i mean that turf
0: was definitely a tragedy am i right (laughs) oh god the the
1: game was worse yeah so this uh, just just to kind of give our listeners a visual uh the turf was bunching up on itself in so that it was a trip hazard and not in like there was a divot it was like coming up into a little hill with a yeah with a peak with a little gap in the middle of it
2: and it was the turf that was laid over the infield dirt that the Yankees play on. Yeah. Just just so we're clear. So, anyway, uh, Mr.
1: Morales and Pieti were missing for Montreal again and contributing to the crap show that they put up. Anything else? I guess nothing uh, else to talk about from this game. Okay. Matzina Rudy
0: on, got a red card. Yeah.
2: Um, First, stamping on Matthew Cheneau's leg. Um the hashtag both. dome out chancellor in mean, full voice, apparently.
1: I, I Frank DeBoer has a little shrine with uh, Dom Teron with a little X inside it, you know, red X <laughs> on <Dom laughs> top of his it, face. Just like, Dome. Yeah, exactly. Uh DC United hosted LAFC, who clubbered the so far darling of the league this year. Uh Wayne Rooney getting his fourth ever red card in this game.
0: And Fair play to Wayne Rooney. He definitely knew it as soon as he slid in. He was actually relieved when the ref gave him a yellow. And then, then Barr VAR came happened.
2: back. And like as soon as Robert Sabica started walking over, Wayne Rooney already had taken the captain's armband off. I was like, yep, I know what's happening. Yeah. I know what's what should have happened about a minute and a half ago. Yeah, that was extremely violent studs into back of shin. uh which
1: they call a kafa here. <laughs> about to say. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, that, that could have broken the guy's leg. Anyway, um, LAFC, then four goals. He basically just ran through.
0: Yeah, Vela and his left foot, name a better, more dynamic duo.
2: Yeah, could have scored a penalty, um, just cut out for the first goal. Diego Rossi with a hat trick. Christian Ramirez had one of the assists. Um, Manchester United apparently was in the house to scout Lucho Acosta during this game. Uh, so, good job for uh, <laughs> Lucho Acosta not going to Manchester United.
1: Uh, Toronto hosted Chicago, and this game ending 2 2, thanks to a very, very, very late goal.
2: Yeah, um, Toronto dominated this game, and yet we're down. 2-1 late like it, it was one of those weird games where chicago was able to just kind of outkick them for a lot of it scored on a couple of their decent half chances but yeah uh but
0: fair play to chicago they played their game pretty well they got a smash and grab uh late goal in the first half through cj sapon they took the lead through Nemanja Nikolic, his first of the season. So good for him to see, did, did him off the mark. Um, CJ Sapone's been really good ever since moving from Philadelphia to Chicago. Nikolic
1: also getting a beautiful goal in this game. Maybe yep. he's good for a few this year. Yeah, possibly. Um, and uh, they- also should mention Alejandro Pozuelo after this game saying unhappy, saying, "Do you see how they cook paella here? They don't even use chorizo. It's 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 burned onto the plate. It's terrible."
2: Uh, no, he, what actually, he, said? he actually said that um, Chicago, quote, come only here to defend and kick and not play football. I think this is not football. Welcome to MLS, my dude. Enjoy CONCACAF, my brother. You know he, what he won't enjoy? Jamie Oliver's chorizo paella.
1: Because paella does not have chorizo in it. It doesn't. Don't do that. It really doesn't. No. By
2: the way, um, Josie Altidore, goal and an assist in this game. Absolutely destroyed Jeremiah Gutierrez's career. Poor young kid um, with that. Uh, he had a family.
0: He had a family. They just owned him after that.
2: His family was a glint in his eye at that point. Speaking of a glint in, in eyes, that's the
1: only explanation mm. of Teal Bunbury shot when Columbus played New England. Dude, oh, God. Teal Bunbury shooting the ball mm. and hitting <gasps> about 20 feet above mm. the corner flag.
0: Yeah, it... You know, you have a good shot when you it goes out for a throw-in. It's, yeah. it's bad. One uh,
1: do I have across the field? Cody Copper starts again. Brad Knighton is... Something's wrong. Uh, when we all went to New England, they had pictures. There, so New England's new advertising campaign is uh, New England for soccer. So instead of like soccer, it's soccer. And instead of keeper, it's keeper. And for the keeper ad, they had a picture of Brad Knighton. Uh, but it turns out the keeper is cropper and Krapa is not
2: good because he let in this goal,
1: which is pretty soft.
2: Yeah, yeah. But what else do you expect? Zach Steffen with another solid game. Columbus is really going to miss him when he's gone. Michael and
1: speaking of gone, got sent off for a two-footed late tackle on Higuain. I mean, that got let go for a second because it was advantage, but it got called back real fast. It's like when FIFA remembers that you, like, murdered a guy, like, on the other end of the pitch, and then 20 minutes later, it's like, yep, red card.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Orlando hosted the Rapids, and uh, this game ended 4-3 for Orlando.
0: And they were down 3-2 late. Yes. Yeah. So, are they called the cardiac cats? Is that what people call them? No, no, no. no we're not doing that again. No. Okay? None of that
1: cardiac Cosmos shit again. Okay. We were done with that when we left that league.
2: I also thought it was the what cardiac quakes, but... What is it? I have no idea. It, okay. Okay. Anyway, they won. Guni's never say yeah, that. But, uh,
0: Nani, sorry. What What? What do you want to say with that?
1: Well, he was trying to headbutt Acosta a whole bunch. So, he was like, wa mu And then... He got a penalty. He scored a penalty in the 88th minute to get the winner. And Acosta was like, Nani? You know, it's so, okay. That was, that was, I, I think I
2: suitably forced that into the da- you, the dialogue. Yes, you there. did. Yeah, okay. You see our faces was, is when
0: you do that, right? You no. see our reactions? You, do you realize oh, your reaction? Yeah. 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 Like yeah. all yeah. you
2: see is the whites of my eyes because my pupils have rolled all the way back.
0: See, this is how oh, I do it. It's
1: great. I love it. <laughs> it's together and it's fun. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, so Kai Kamara scored, Nani scored, Akindele scored, Mosquito Barbecue Sauce scored, and uh, then Cole Bassett, so it was 2-2 at this
2: point, had some really nice dribbling in the box to place a shot in the far side of the net. Good job, kid. Uh, Chris Mueller equalizes, which causes Tim Howard to look like he's considering immediate retirement. Which probably at that
1: point, the rest of the Rapids squad is also doing the same.
0: So, yeah, at this point, yeah. considering
2: yeah. theirs or considering his, his, yeah. Okay, I actually, mean, both, both probably both yeah. works. Yeah, Okay, uh, no los
0: dos. Terrible late handball in the box by Axel Schoberg leads to Nani's game-winning penalty.
1: You think? You think Benny Failhaber sitting there being like, "I was in LA last year."
0: What? the I was hell in City happened for that? Yeah, what happened. Yeah, yeah. seriously. But, uh, yeah, Axel Schoberg looks like the giant. Swedish doofus on that play, trying to head the ball out. That was at his navel. Yeah. In his hands.
2: Yeah, Axel Schuberg, inflatable tube man with the <laughs> bad handball. Philadelphia Union bringing Dallas
1: into the onion bag with <clears> a <throat> 2-1 win. And uh, this is three straight wins for Philadelphia, y'all.
2: Yeah, I mean... It- Credit for them. They've kind of righted the ship. They looked a little shaky to start the year. This is despite losing CJ Sapong. So, yeah. well, I mean, uh, it's, it's not like they were playing him at all last year.
0: No. Uh, David or Tom has kind of come into his own this season. Rough season last year with Philadelphia. Good to see him playing again. that kind of makes up for CJ Sapong's form from last also, year. Also,
1: the fact that they've added Marco Fa... Oh, yeah, that's right. He got a penalty in this game. That went straight to the keeper. Thankfully, Mr... Uh, Mr. Arkham was there to. Uh, Corey Burke was yeah, there Burke, to yes. knock in the. Uh, rebound. The,
0: the keeper in, in the game for Dallas was former Cosmos keeper, Jimmy Marr. Oh. Yeah. Oh, so, shame to see him succeed at Dole, isn't it? Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. I, I think, I mean, I always thought he deserved better. Let's just put it <laughs> that way. Uh, hilarious denial of good Dole. <laughs> Denial of gold, denial of goal-scoring opportunity, or my favorite acronym in the sport, so Dogs when uh, oh. Hedges from Dallas pushes Corey Burke down, like just like it's like no 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 no, only dreams now. Like
2: pushes and him into
1: the, the post, which
0: wasn't as nice as
2: yeah, the whole no. go to sleep. Yeah, it's like dude, WrestleMania was the following
1: night. Yeah, like, and of course, this while both of them are expecting a ball to come in over the keeper to where they are so you know anyway
0: yeah 100 yeah. um, bedoya just named one in 91st minute late for philadelphia much to the delight of all the onion badgers and apparently
2: ivas galarsep the- who made a very awkward comment about how this was the puberty game because there were five teenagers that started and yet it was the old guy Badoya. I that's uh-huh. awkward it's so awkward yeah. Like, somebody needs to tell him not to say those things.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, hey, someone needs to tell San Jose that this is not the way this game was supposed to end. 3-0 to San Jose against Portland. Could have been 4. I don't know. Sounds a little script-ready to me. Yeah. Yeah. This what? is insane. I mean, Colin, you're, you're saying now it's time to be worried about Portland. They lost to fucking San Jose. We did too last. Oh, that's right.
2: That's right. We weren't very good last year. Okay, no, maybe, we maybe maybe the Timbers aren't going to be very good this year. I don't know. I mean, I know that they've got 12 road games to start the year, but you can't be throwing away points like this against San Jose and just getting absolutely annihilated while doing it.
1: You think the San Jose fans had like some sort of angry bed sheet ready to go and then they were like, oh, shit, get rid of that, guys. No, 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 not right now. Not right now. Save it for the next game, next game, next game. Um, also, things you don't usually hear on a San Jose broadcast—it's wonderful stuff by the earthquakes. That's that's rare. Yeah, generally because um, even you know, besides the earthquakes being bad, earthquakes
2: themselves not very good. Not usually praised on news broadcasts. No, no. definitely not. Um, Danny Hosen gets to start showing exactly why he should have been starting this whole time. And uh, Diego Valeri gets the chance
1: to pull one back for Portland, but manages to knock the penalty into a place where Daniel Vega, who has conceded uh, about a billion goals this season so far. Yeah, type. Yeah, allowing him to kick the ball away to keep a clean sheet. So, yeah. And, of course, they had the fourth goal that was just offside. Um, I think you could have found a ref who did not find it offside
2: based on the video evidence. But That ref would have been wrong, but it was a weird angle. It's a weird angle. Let's just put it that way. The less weird angle
1: made it even more offside. Seattle played RSL, and the producer, Nick, decided after uh, our watch party at Blackheart that he was going to watch this game instead of come do karaoke with us. Um, 20 minutes later, he was doing karaoke with us because he he thought this game was extremely boring.
0: And it was. Uh, One goal... Uh, great volley by Nicholas Ladero, but really that's all that happened of note in this game.
1: The Federal Communications Commission uh, tied
2: Sporting Kansas City 1-1. Solid work by uh, the Federal Communications Commission. I would have expected a lot more swears from Peter Vermees after this game. Um,
0: They were bleeped out (laughs) preemptively.
2: Yeah, like they must have bleeped out like all but Jean-Luc Abusio's goal like that was obscene that should not have been allowed on the air 16 year old Busio gets a very 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 simple finish
1: behind Spencer Ritchie after some defensive foul ups from Cincinnati uh, I think my reaction to that goal as you guys heard was Presmislav
2: Titan in probably not at this point no no, no. he's still pretty bad yeah <laughs> Like, that's, <laughs> that's how bad touchdown is. Like, and this is not a it, point. No. Just t- it
0: is. A, an albeit rotated Kansas City side from heavily rotated.
2: Like, Tim Melia didn't even play. That's how heavily rotated they were.
0: And,
1: uh, of course, that brings us to the fact that Sporting Kansas City played their primary squad in the CCL against Monterey, where they lost 5-0. Oof.
0: Old strategy, Todd, and see if it pays off for him.
1: Hot take. I am much happier having parity in MLS and MLS teams doing well in the CCL. I couldn't give a shit about the CCL as long as our league remains this kind of thing where good teams lose all the time. And uh, the league is a toss-up. Because there was a lot of like hand-wringing and Grant Wild saying, I'm so tired of MLS teams being shit. And uh, you know what? I'm not. I don't care about the CCL. I care about our domestic league being competitive.
2: I like our domestic league being competitive and also being competitive with Liga MX teams. Yeah, but I'm if you, sorry. If
1: you raise the budget cap, though, we're screwed. Like th- there are too many teams that wouldn't be able. Like you think Bob Kraft is going to put out a competitive team if we raise the budget cap, dude? Bob Kraft's not putting out a competitive team as is. Yeah, but he's putting out a team that does not get absolutely, completely
2: humiliated every single time. Like we we don't have like not Huddersfield. You realize that the only New England game that you've seen to completion this year was the one that you were at where we played terribly. And we're a team that's won three out of five away games so far, which is an incredible away record. I'm saying the Revs are terrible, and we should feel bad about losing to them.
1: Sure, but you you have year-to-year good teams becoming good. Oh, bad teams becoming good. Good teams being bad, like Atlanta. And we wouldn't have that in a, in a league where the budget cap was as good as the top Liga MX team. Which also, by the way, MLS teams might be worse than the best Liga MX teams. But I bet we could beat their middle and lower tier folks. Because that's what happens in, in leagues where things are just left to chance. Is that all that there are a bunch of rich teams that do really well. And then everything below that is a shit show. As we've seen in Liga MX where like the second tier of their pyramid is kind of really unstable too so anyway that's my rant on the ccl and and uh depth and budgets and all this stuff so all right with that it's time for us to take a break we shall return with the rest of our show in part two Welcome back to We Call It Soccer, where our next segment is Top Lo-Fi Hits. Let's turn on YouTube, put on the sound-canceling headphones and study the latest from the U.S. Lower Leagues. This week, no nipple Chopra. You get our dulcet tones describing Lower League Soccer for you. First up, Forward Madison, who played a team in Chattanooga that will go unnamed.
0: Not the good one. No.
2: And Definitely not. Who won?
0: Um, not the good
2: one. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no forward Madison. Whose fans, by the way, the flock, uh, when they traveled to Chattanooga, went and hung out with the Chattanooga FC uh, supporters instead of the they team that they, that they that supported. As well, as they right? play. Yeah, exactly. That's awesome. And uh, Chattanooga FC drawing 4,000 or so people to their game. Uh, this other team in the same city drawing only 3,000. So,
0: Oh. Cool. Weird. Huh. I'm happy with that Crazy. result. Um, four loons on loan at Madison Mason Toy, uh, Dane St. Clair, Carter Manley, and wide Onsburg all pl- started, all played all 90 minutes. I'd have to go back and watch more closely at, it at the same time as the Minnesota United game. They did at the same time. But I think Mason Toy played some nice runs. Uh, DSC controlled the spots pretty well. Wyatt had a pretty good partnership with Turbo. And one interesting note about Carter Manley, he switched to the left back about 30 minutes in, which I thought was odd. But he played all right going forward.
1: Should also note that forward Madison put out a video where they showed them winning this game 6-3 because at both ends of the stadium were football goalposts. And uh, turns out a
2: few of the kicks went through the goalposts.
0: And more kicks went through for Madison. Yes, they had
2: had more that went high, not wide. (laughs) High, not wide. Hartford Athletic are doing horribly in uh, the USL Championship at the moment.
0: They're absolutely thrashed by Tampa Bay this past weekend.
2: 4 nothing. Hartford are yet to win a game. And according to an ELO tracker, I can't remember who tweeted this out, um, they are currently on pace to be even worse than the 2004 Antigua Barracudas, who... If you are a longtime fan of lower <laughs> league soccer, you might know they went 0 and 28 for the season. It, that team wasn't that
1: literally owned by Fish. It only seemed like it.
0: <laughs> also, throw back to another great sketch that we did.
1: Yeah. That was that's that is, I think, arguably my favorite sketch of all time that we have ever done.
2: Because it's such a good sketch.
0: I wasn't in that one and I was on the couch. Trying not to make any noise till
2: I was laughing so hard. I don't <laughs> think it worked for you,
0: but uh,
1: I think that one's in in the in an episode that's named after Bobby Um who's the keeper for Indie Eleven who wore the oh, sweatpants. Bush. Yeah, it was John Bush's sweatpants, if I'm not mistaken. Jan Bush. Jan Bush, yeah, okay. Anyway, throw back, throw back, back. Hey, um looking at the standings right now though in the championship. But the championship is a game. Uh, that's never gonna get old. By no, the way,
0: <laughs> never. Where did that come from?
1: <laughs> St. Louis, Tampa Bay, and North Carolina in the Eastern Conference, and Charleston, and the New York Red Bulls too, all yet to lose a game. Only Nashville in the top five uh, with a loss at the moment. St. Louis leading the pack with 13 points. Tampa Bay already is in 11th. Looking at the Western Conference, things a little bit more even. Only one team, um, New Mexico United, with their gorgeous logo. Are uh, have yet to get to be shown a loss in the and top Wolf. five. The Roughnecks, Timbers 2, Sacramento Republic, and New Mexico all tied for 10 points for the top four in that league. All right. Let's now uh, move into a segment that we call Keep Hope Alive. Let's now move into a segment we call Keep Hope Alive. Here's to hoping that for the U.S. national teams as the women go into a World Cup and the men start the qualification process for theirs. Man, I... I really miss the crystal method being like really popular and good. This, that, that song always takes me back to FIFA 98 or to the world. Cup. I thought you
2: were going to say, I really miss crystal math. That's what
1: I heard. Like... I'm very concerned
0: about you right now. Are you okay? <laughs> I'm okay.
1: I'm okay. I was much better after watching this game yesterday at Blackheart. um, six nil <laughs> us over Belgium, demolishing a team that uh, could have made the world cup, but didn't, they were the sacrificial lambs, uh, you know, the the motivation group that we went up against. Uh, Alex Morgan, fun fact, we have never lost a game in which she has scored.
2: Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Also, she is just in her twenties. Also didn't know that. So also, in the previous game against Australia, she got her one hundredth goal of her international career. Also, she's still in her twenties. Five three
1: against Australia, which again, acceptable. And uh, I should also mention, before we move off the Belgium game, that the uh, 1999 soccer team, the World Cup winners, were honored during this game and during the broadcast with a lot of interviews, lookbacks, and other such, can rem- reminding today's team what they can aspire to. So... Yes. And, uh, and, yes know, indeed. A lot of these today's team also having you know won the tournament, so you know, they, <laughs> yeah, mom, maybe yeah. didn't need that reminder. But it was. Yeah. I mean, it's been twenty years, so you know, yeah. it's uh, it's worth celebrating that.
2: So. Yeah, and it was definitely good to get them back together. And hundred percent, totally. Um, I think the Australia game is probably more worth looking into because Australia actually has a decent soccer team. Um at times the women looked really stretched at the back it, it was kind of worrisome to see just how easily australia's pace was able to just tear them apart at times but this is also a team that can score 5 6 goals in a game yeah this is the this is the
1: quintessential we're going to smash you and score a lot of goals you can maybe put two back for every five we score so or three As it happened in that game. All right, let's move on now to a segment we call, they call it football. Every football team will be playing football several times and in various combinations. They might have come up with the word, but the English don't call it soccer. And in this segment, we talk about football from the United Kingdom, where there was the FA Cup. City beat Brighton 1-0. Watford beat Wolves 3-2. That
2: Watford game was a classic.
0: Yeah. Great game for Watford and Wolves. Um going through uh, a little maybe of a goalkeeper controversy controversy. Uh Hurley Domes has been playing FA Tup for Watford. Uh Ben Foster, they're out, number one day in, day out. He's been playing the lead. Now than the final. Ben Foster says he doesn't mind Gomes playing.
2: No, it if anything, he said that he would refuse to play if he was picked in front of Gomes, who is Gomez. Gomez.
0: but this
2: Aurelio Gomez, former
1: starting keeper for Tottenham Hotspur.
2: Okay, fine. Let's mispronounce his name (laughs) as much as possible then. Um, It wasn't a
0: mistake by me.
2: (laughs) Yeah. No. Uh, But in all seriousness, uh, Foster said that because Aurelio is going to be retiring after this season, the FA Cup is going to be his final game. He would refuse his spot in the starting lineup if he was picked in front of Gomez.
1: This is the kind of like public comment you would hope would remain private. But at the same time, I completely understand. And Gomez is not a bad keeper.
2: No, he's not.
0: And Ben Foster was going to be asked multiple times by multiple reporters this uh, leading up to the FA Cup final. They stood for him to get out in the open right now instead of
2: six weeks of questions. Yeah, he's
1: taking the magnanimous approach to it, too. Yeah, but it just makes now if Gomez starts, it's only because Foster ruled himself out rather than being selected, you know? Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, what I do want to say is I really hope Man City don't get the quadruple because they are unconvincing. I also don't hope.
0: hope I also hope that.
1: Yeah, well, that, different reasons, but uh, that too. I'll give you that. Okay. All right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Producer Nick being like, I'm here.
0: <laughs> it's he would also let me know that he doesn't let Man City and doesn't want them to win all four yeah, trophies.
1: Yeah. Um, Premier League stuff? You guys want to talk about it? Yeah, yeah let's <laughs> talk about it.
0: Southampton, one. Liverpool, three. Uh, Mo Salah, fastest Liverpool player ever to 50 Premier League goals.
1: I mean, this is not an unexpected result, though. Typically, when you play your academy team, your senior player should be
2: better. So. Yeah. Although, I, I must ask this. How many games did it take for Sala to get to 50?
0: I have no idea. But as fast as by any Liverpool player. Yeah.
2: I'll I'm give th- you a hint. There's a reason why I'm asking you.
0: You want to run the next game right now, or?
2: It was 69 games. Nice. Nice. I thought
0: you were like But Arsenal players did it faster or something like that. I'm trying to rub it in my face. No, but.
2: no, no. I, I was just setting up for the oh. nice joke. Speaking of nice. Arsenal... They managed Sorry. to no, lose 1-0 to
1: not. Everton. Please Who looked dominant?
0: <laughs> How did you let Everton be... That's Everton.
2: And, and, like, convincingly.
0: Like, they're bad. I mean... Oh, they're really bad.
2: It's a very good thing that I was so mercilessly hungover throughout this game that I was unable to watch. I mean, Arsenal
1: it is just... Their road form has been like, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. lose all
2: the games on the road.
1: So, it's just... <laughs> I mean it's pretty sad what's happening it, it really in Arsenal.
2: Is. It really is. I I nobody can explain it and everyone is very upset.
1: Things are exciting in the championship though. But the championship is a game. No, it's not. It's all for the second division of English soccer <laughs> and and Scottish soccer and Irish soccer. Anyway, um
2: things I, are a I, lot <laughs> I I don't know if we want to say things are exciting in the championship. Um, when we're talking about Bolton, you can talk about their stuff. I will tell you why things are exciting in the championship. Okay, fine. Um, over at Bolton Wanderers, they are second from bottom. Um, but the players also went on a training strike last week, uh, following a uh, month and a half of unpaid wages.
1: Actually, I heard that they were just you know on a hike and they wandered off too far and couldn't find their way back to training.
2: Sorry, it's a very serious issue, and I shouldn't make fun of it. Just there, and I had to um (laughs) okay i did it i get it too uh the the local community council also briefly blocked the team from their plans to play two home matches because their security staff had also gone on strike due to non-payment apparently all of the um food vendors at the university of bolton stadium were closed because of non-payment to the vendors um there's a one point two million dollar tax bill that's Pound. hanging over them. Pound tax bill. It's at this worse. point, it's very, well, yeah, at this point it's it's like very heavy on their shoulders. Yeah, the longer that <laughs> Brexit happens, it's like yeah, it's basically the same now. Um, yeah, things are not good. Not good. A uh, former Watford owner, um,
0: I don't forget his name, but he's interested in buying Bolton. However, he has been out of owning English football league teams because he was banned for three years back in I think, 2013. Yes, he was. English league lead teams. Yeah. So that's due to, uh, great news
2: for Bolton, but due to financial irregularities when he owned Watford.
1: So let's talk about why the championship is extremely exciting. Uh, that being the <laughs> producer Nick <laughs> reaching for the, but the championship is a game sound. You didn't that. just yell at You're here. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's because if you look at the table, uh, first of all, let's remind ourselves, third through sixth in the championship table have a promotion playoff to decide who goes to the Premier League. And if you look at positions 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, they are currently separated by a grand total of seven points. That's very close, yeah. So, uh, things are kind of bonkers down in there. It's very,
0: it's pretty cool. I really like it. Um, I, I think Norwich have they clinched promotion yet? No, not quite. But they're they're on their way. They're yeah, leading. They're seven points above second place. Yeah, with six games left, I believe. Yeah. Also,
1: Leeds United in the playoff
0: spots and might
1: make a triumphant return to the Premier League. Leeds United
0: were top of the lead for a while and then after this whole Spygate thing kind of wobbled a bit And Norwich and now Sheffield United have surged past them.
1: And Sheffield's still only one point ahead so things could I mean it's it's
0: going to go down to the last day and you you can hardly contain your excitement about this. Yeah I mean Leeds United used to be good when I was a kid man this is
1: nuts, like, to see them coming back into the picture and, like, potentially, G- given that, like, just, I think it was, like, what was it, 10 or 15 years ago, they were basically bankrupt and
2: out of here. Yeah, you know, the part where we were kids. Ah, yes, okay, that's that's right, okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> what we're trying to say is not as old.
1: Yeah, thank you. Uh, let's now move into a segment we call, they don't call it soccer, in brackets. Some do, though. We talk about soccer from the rest of the world we haven't. Talked about already. First up, uh, a bunch of racist stuff has happened and it's ridiculously disappointing. Um,
2: where do we even start? I mean, we have to start with Moise Keen, Blaze Matuidi at Juventus, um, suffering a number of racist chants against Calgary. So the Calgary fans responsible here. Yes. Um, Keen. Celebrated one of his goals directly in front of um, the supporters stand. Um, kind the, of the the supporters who were being racially abusive, indeed. Um, which led to Leonardo Benucci, his teammate. And uh, th- let me let me paraphrase it: There were very fine people on both sides. Both sides, all Cagliari and Keane. Both sides, very fine people. Like. He said the blame was 50-50 because Keane celebrated in front of them after being subjected to racist taunting throughout the entire I, I game. Couldn't
1: care less if he celebrated against, like, in front of them before the racial taunting either. You don't do that. There's no excuse for it. No, you don't think that. There's something fucked in your head if that that's where you go. Um, so that happened. Wilfred Zaha at... Crystal Palace received racist tweets after winning a penalty. Uh, Brentford Stewart's arrested a man for racially abusing uh, Duane Holmes from Derby County. And it's just, there's a a lot of ugliness coming out in a lot of places. And I don't think we can just simply blame Europe here. I think it's happening the world over. And I also, I think I got to give a shout out to, I believe it was Ian Wright who said this, um, former Arsenal player, BWP's dad who pointed out that this isn't a soccer problem. I mean, it has to be addressed in soccer. We can't be like, this is a soccer problem, so we don't need to address it. No, you have to take care of it within soccer by doing something like Kalliri, not being allowed to play with you know fans in their stadium for the next 30 years. But this is a societal issue. This is a wider societal issue. You're seeing these right-wing political parties gaining prominence all over the world. And making alliances even when it comes to the European elections. Uh, you're seeing Brexit rear some really real ugliness out of its supporters. Uh, a lot of people saying, walking up to people of color and saying, after Brexit, you're out of here. And it's like, actually, I'm a British citizen. So I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And that's not what this was sold to. Anyway, before I go off on a Brexit tangent, let's return to the to the fact that...
0: Yeah, this is... They don't call it football. But some do, though. <laughs> That was the previous segment right. where with you talked about
1: it. I, I think with that light moment it is time to move <laughs> on the because you you, you <laughs> yeah. all know my feelings. Anyway, um let's talk about uh Bundesliga where this week we had the Massacre. That's what that's what the Dortmund Der-Massi Munich kind of. is is called, right? The Derby. Is is that it? oh it's the Der Klassiker? Okay, okay. Yeah.
2: Um five nil win for Bayern Munich over Dortmund uh, uh Hey now, hey now, the dream is over. Um, Mats Hummel's um, way too easy opener on a set piece. Uh, Lewandowski gets his 200th Bundesliga goal, chipped in out rushing. Sven Berkey volleyed it in, um, got his second to close the game. Dortmund basically did not mark anybody throughout this game. It, it was a bloodbath. My only
1: <laughs> reaction to all of this. I'd-
0: I don't don't get it. Um, Matt Hummels had more shots on goal than Robert Lewandowski. There's something.
1: What else can you do after this except just put on Hey Jude and like, you know, Rock out to the ending because there's nothing good about this. That's all you can do is just sing. You can put this on a better version of it, hey Jude. Season, the entire season we've been like, "Come on, Dortmund, let's do it, let's do it." And I was like, "Nah, no, 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 no." And you know, that's that's a good treat. That that's all you can do. Although that would be good. I think that should be the new like one of the the traditions in the Dark Clouds is when we lose, we sing Bohemian Rhapsody on the bus back to the stadium or at a bar or somewhere. Uh, but I think also singing Hey Jude, not so bad. Not so bad.
0: Okay.
2: Bayer Leverkusen um, (laughs) lost 4-2 at home to RB Leipzig. Uh, It was a first-half brace for Kai Havertz, um, but the comeback in the second half for Leipzig included an insane Cruyff turn and then chip by Mateus Cunha. Go watch that goal. So good. Bayer needing some aspirin to deal with that loss. You're getting better. They're improving. Uh, Schalke lost 2-1
0: to Eintracht Frankfurt. Uh, First home league goal since January for Schalke. Not enough.
2: Somehow. Somehow. Um, In La Liga news, um, Barcelona beats Atletico Madrid 2-0. Diego Costa went red for, according to the mirror, quote, Telling the or the referee that he shits on your whore mother, (laughs) Costa denies it. But let's face it, that is even more on brand than Luis Suarez biting somebody.
1: Yeah, Diego Costa is. I. It's just. uh, Come on, bro. Like, just bro. Come on, bro. Okay. Anyway, um, Real Madrid.
2: Real Madrid beat Ibar two one. it was a necessary brace for Kareem Benzema. Um, second half goals saved Real Madrid, their blushes. Uh, Getafe with a 1-0 win over Bilbao. Uh, that means that they hold on to a one-point lead over Sevilla. However, their final seven games include hosting Sevilla, hosting Real Madrid, and going to the new Camp.
1: Sevilla also suffering some very sad news in that their boss, Joaquin Caparos, has announced that he's suffering from chronic leukemia, but will be able to manage the end of the season. Um, he knows his body better than we do. I just feel really bad that he's in a position where he can't walk away. Like, you know, anyone else, when when this is the condition that they're in, would walk away and take care of themselves. And
2: Well, it Doctors apparently did say that um the form of leukemia that he has is one that requires monitoring at this point before a more aggressive form of treatment but isn't isn't this
1: am I mistaken that this was also the team where the coach announced that he was very ill at some point in halftime of a game am I remembering this right from last season there was there was a game where one of the coaches the team wasn't doing well, and then at halftime, he told them that he was really sick, and then they came out and won something. I can't remember.
2: I know that happened. I almost want to say that it was Villarreal. Maybe. I think
1: you're right. Um, Sevilla, though, I think they they've had this season. They they started out really well, but then they had that kind of mid season collapse, and it's just kind of shown. I I makes me suspect that maybe some of this might be in have been known internally, but that's entirely speculation for my part. Anyway, um, Liga, the PSG game where they tied 2-2 with Strasbourg, uh Interesting for all the wrong
0: reasons. Uh, the only highlighting to see from this is uh, Eric Chubomotin for PSG clearing the ball off his own, well, off the opposing goal's line as he tried to score a goal that was already going in. It's really bad. He, worst mess of all time Does. If he hadn't been there, the ball would have gone in. He tries to tap it in. He taps
2: it against the post and out. He taps it into his own foot and out. Hits <laughs> the post. And hit it the post, doesn't yeah. really matter. It, yeah. Uh, the biggest problem with that is that PSG could have clinched the title by beating Strasbourg in this game.
0: They said they'll have to wait until this weekend, which they they'll, they will. They're 20 points ahead of Lille in second place.
2: Yeah.
1: Liga MX. Uh, Leon beat Nekaja 2 1. Did I read that right even? I think it's Nikaxa. Nikaxa, I have trouble I, I,
2: with that name. Okay. Yeah, I do too. Well, so.
1: Leon won and uh they've won their eighth straight game breaking a clausura record. This, of course, following the record of Leon being the team that has most jersey sales with randoms in Minnesota. So
2: Yeah. And like everybody hates those jerseys now because look what they did to our beautiful Miguel
1: who has now been in Minnesota for seven years, you know, with breaks. But still, seven years since his debut as of this week. Okay, well, it's now time to turn to our final segment, which is us saying goodbye to you. Uh, where can the good people find you on Twitter?
0: I'm at K Olson 716 um, also 551 and 2unitefans.com. Uh,
2: you can find me at The Attachments. You can find my writings at eplurbus lunum and 2unitefans.com. You can find me at
1: TWO United Fans. Check us out on twounitedfans.com. Tell your friends about this podcast. And we call it Soccer's. produced by Nick Rodriguez, whose views on soccer and politics can be found at Nick Rodriguez on Twitter. All right. With that, it's time for us to bid you adieu for another seven days. See you next week.